reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. So, what are your testimony about? Okay, um, two weeks ago, that was last week, Sunday, 5th of November, my son's um, tooth, the premolar, uh, that's the first tooth, came off. Actually, it was hanging with a little bit of flesh. And the tooth to came off? Yes. Wow. The big one. The premolar. It was hanging with a little bit of flesh. Uh-huh. So we were looking for a dentist in the morning. But I told my husband that I am teaching today. So I have to rush to church and arrange for another teacher to take over. So you came to church? Yes, I came to church. And what happened? Okay, so when I came to church, I was still in the car contemplating whether, because my son was bleeding. He had a lot of blood, which sold his shirt. I was contemplating whether I should go in or just go back to the hospital. Go to the hospital. Then a friend came in, Winnie, and said, well, what are you doing outside? The children are waiting for you to teach them. I said, oh, this is what is happening. She saw it and she screamed. She was like, no, you have to go now because it can affect one of the blood vessels which will cause more bleeding and may cause something else. And knowing where she's coming from, she's a nurse. So I got even more scared. Then Pastor Ni also came and said, hey, this is serious, but I think you should go and teach first before you take him. So, after- so you have to decide whether to go to the hospital or to teach. And what did you do? Then, from the way they were, I was like, these people, don't they have feelings? So I just went up and it's true. The children were there, nobody to teach them. So after victory service, I teach for victory. Then I decided to go for him. Then we'll go to the hospital. But when I went, he was asleep. So I said, oh, why don't we come for restoration? After restoration, then I will will go to the hospital. We came for restoration and Bishop preached powerfully. After the message, he prayed over the offering, the building project offering. He prayed for our children. He said, I'm not praying for you. I'm praying for your children. So after the prayers, we brought our offering in. I was about turning to go. Then something just stopped me to take another envelope. As I, I, I was standing right there, I stood there and Bishop was talking to the congregation. I was like, oh, this man, won't he hurry up because I was nervous. But he turned to me and he said, are you going to sweat for the Lord? And I said, he turned to you specifically. 
and said, will you sweat? See the way I'm sweating. You think it's for nothing. Are you going to sweat for the light? I said, yes. He handed me the envelope and I went to sit down. When service was over, I took him on the way. I was asking him, open your mouth. He will not open his mouth. When we got to the hospital, my husband was already there because of the way the issue was. And he has been calling me, but I decided not to pick up. So when we got there, then the receptionist was like, no. You can't bring a one-year-old boy to come and see the dentist. And we said, no, it was serious. We pleaded with her several times. I said, no, he can't do a folder and she cannot charge us for something like that. So you, what she can do for us is I should go inside and then see the doctor, pretend as if it's me. So that's what will I say. Just say, you're coming for general something, something like that. So when we went in, amazingly, the doctor just asked my son, hello, how are you? He said, I'm fine. He said, open your mouth, then I'm busy. So he didn't, he attended your son straight away. Not even me. Then my son opened his mouth and the hole, the uh, food that was hanging with a little flesh to come off was fixed right there. The tooth was back in its place. It was back in its place. And the doctor said, I, I can't see anything. We look so foolish in front of the doctor. And I said, ah, my was like, no, we saw it. It was hanging. It was, uh, it was bleeding. And the doctor was like, no, there's nothing happening to him. And we look like those parents who take their son or children to the hospital. And there's nothing wrong with them. So then my husband just said, this is a miracle. He was, he's not in this church, actually. But he just said, wow, this is a miracle. I couldn't do anything. Tears just dropped down my eye because we all saw it. And my friends also saw it. Then when we came out, the lady was like, um, did your son allow the doctor to check? Then before we could answer, the doctor was already following us. Then the doctor said, oh, yes, he's a good boy and there's nothing wrong with him. Then the lady said, you see, you would have paid for something you are not supposed to pay for. And I remember Bishop declared... During the declaration, Bishop said, I, I, may you not pay for something you are not supposed to pay for. And we thank God for this miracle. Hallelujah. Why don't you give the Lord a shout? Wow. What a powerful miracle. Amen. This is the Bible being lived practically in our life. Amen. And I believe that this morning, God wants to meet you at the point of your need. Amen. Hallelujah. I also just want to I, um, share my testimony shortly. Um, I don't know how many of you were here last week for Fresh Winds. But when we left here on Tuesday, I was going home. And then when I got to the gate... I had done this so many years. I always get home alone at 12 a.m., 1 a.m., 2 a.m. alone and enter. So I didn't think that last week, Tuesday, I'll meet Am Roberts. So when I got there, I saw a car, but um, I wasn't too sure. So when I saw the car, I quickly sat in my car again. Then the car left, not knowing they went to hide. So when I came out of my car, I entered the house, closed one side of the gate, about to close the second one, and I saw three guys, one had a cutlass. And when I saw it, I was afraid, so I tried closing the gate, but they pushed me, and they entered. And when they entered, one held my neck, 
and one raised the cutlass. And then I was begging that, don't kill me, don't kill my children. Don't kill. I was shouting. So they took my bag. And I don't know who was chasing them because they could have done more, but they left. So when they left, my neighbor came around and helped me and I was able to enter. And then at dawn, they brought back my bag with everything intact. I didn't have any money inside, but they brought back my bag. And you know, when we were leaving, you know, Bishop will always dispatch us with angels. And I believe that there were angels that evening. Otherwise, they could have killed us. And I want to give all the glory to God this morning. Let's continue to work for the Lord. Amen. Just a dream from the fountain that never shall run dry. Oh, just to live forever, ever and ever in the sweet old. By and by, but if heaven never was promised to me, neither God's promise to live eternally, it's been worth just having the Lord in my life. I was living in a world of darkness. He came along and brought me the light. You may ask me why I serve the Lord. Is it just for heaven's gain? Or to walk? Those mighty streets of gold, and to hear the angels sing, is it just a dream from the fountain that never shall run dry? Just to live forever, ever, ever, and ever in the sweet old by and by. 
we know our lives will not be the same again. We are grateful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to read some scriptures and I will kindly ask you to just listen to them. If you, you, you can read along with me in your Bible and then I'll share something very important. I, I will read. The title of the message is the habits of a spiritual person. The habits. You remember I've been teaching on the life I now live and talking about the characteristics of that life. And one of them is habits. Every lifestyle has habits. And so today, in a few words, I'm sharing with you a very important habit you must have in this new life, which is different from the old life. If you remember Galatians 2.20, that's the foundation of this series. He said, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So please listen to the few scriptures I'm reading, and may the word I'm sharing be a blessing to you. Mark chapter 5. And I'm reading verse verse number 18. Excuse me, please. And he is here, Bibiki Tuebi, Afa, Subaya, O Yahoo Nipa, and was say, Oh, home, Samobekaya, Yefia, a Sia, Galatia, Oma, a Tosumienu, a T, a Duno, a Kabibitra, say, Paulo Casa, Yabo, only Christo, a Saint Duemo, Nemomo, and Yassi, or Christo Cacania, Bona Saint Duemo, or near Bo Christo, a Saint Duemo. Abumu, se uye Christo nia, e wasi o Christo ni bia, uwo subayi bi, se subayi ni bi nende, me pesem be daba ako etre omo. So Mark chapter 5 and verse 18, he says, and when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil, prayed him that he might be with him. How be it, Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, 
go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all men did marvel. Here ends the first reading. The second reading is found in Luke chapter 7. Verse 2. And a centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for whom he should do this. Verse 5. For he loveth our nation and hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself. I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say a word, and my servant shall be healed. For I also am a man set under authority, having under me soldiers. And I say to one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him and turned him about. And said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith. No, not in Israel. And they that were sent, returning to the house, found the servant whole that had been sick. They found the servant whole that had been sick. The last reading is from 2 Kings chapter 5 verse 9. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariots and stood at the door 
of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times. And thy flesh shall come again to thee. And thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, angry, and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farpa rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servant came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee do some great thing, wouldest thou not have done it? How much rather when he said to thee, wash and be clean. Next verse. Then he went down and dipped himself seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child and he was clean. My last scripture is from Psalm 102. This is where I'm starting from. Psalm 102, verse number 13. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her has come. Yea, the set time is come. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones and favor the dust thereof. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5. Ye also, as lively stones, are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And here ends the reading of the word of God. Thanks be to God. You say, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Right. So today, the, the message I'm preaching is about habits. And I have titled the message, you, you can remain here. I've titled the message, Stones for Favor. 
ene ade aye suano eye suban ni bi enso matu edin se emwo a ema ebie ekwan ema enipa stones for favor emwo a ebie ekwan ema enipa maybe i should also read Matthew 27 verse 36 and sitting down they washed him there Twenty-three. Sorry. Matthew twenty-three. Thirty-seven. Yep. Thirty-seven. O Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chicks under her wings, and ye would not. Behold, this, one of the reasons why a lot of people regard Jesus Christ as a prophet is this verse. It's one of the shortest statements he made. But it's one of the most astounding prophetic messages he preached in his time. He said, your house is left to you desolate. It would take about 27 years after his death for this verse. 27. That's a long time. A.D. 27. For this verse to be fulfilled. When there was not one stone left on another stone in Jerusalem. He said, your house is left unto you desolate. Next verse. For I say unto you, ye shall not see me henceforth. Till ye shall say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Amen. After pastoring for many years, close to 30 years, I have come to one conclusion that a lot of pastors are prophets, but the problem they have is that they are not respected as prophets. Especially when they start doing the ministry with the title pastor. It leads to great confusion in the minds of the people who receive from her or from him. In Crawford, be brave, a soft for be brave, a wall, a year, a deep war, and so no, say ye decline, I found near decline, I frail, sir, or soft Yana and Crawfona or Kenya coupon as a mature mono, a yana in the pecuni and gin, he said, or ye o deep war. 
So a lot of pastors, I know a pastor currently who is on a campaign to let his church members see him as a prophet. But it's very difficult because once the stain of the title pastor is applied to you, it is very difficult to delete it in the minds of the people who have received that title for you. Minimum sophobia or born and homo dia say, Now sorry, ma, Ebe who say, Oh, ye de for, and so a idea be a year dame pa, Eddie Chessis, ye de kind frail, now ye cassa wo ye or sophua, and sunny in the panny bay ye fee on my dream say, Sessa wo ye or sophua keke, Nemo mu ye or de for no, a year dame pa. I'm going, I'm having an all night this Friday with a few people, and I hope. Those few people will listen to this message. I, I, I will recommend it to them to listen because I just sense they must hear it. So, 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 you see, the, the problem here is not whether the person is a prophet or a pastor or an evangelist. The problem is not with the person, the servant of God. The problem is with the people sitting down listening to him. They are the ones who who stand to either benefit or not benefit from the ministry of the prophet God sends to them. So, there are many people who start the ministry and they don't entertain this type of evangelist, pastor, bishop type of titles. They don't want it anywhere near them. They start the ministry and the title is prophet. And as they go on, they change the titles from senior prophet, major prophet, um, General prophet, and then there's one I've forgotten. There's one. Almost, almost there's a master prophet, general prophet, senior prophet, and something else. You know. There is a disaster I'm seeing. Ahead of me, but I, I don't think I am able to prevent it. It will happen. But it will help you for you to begin to see when, when God sends somebody to you, and if the person even calls himself a pastor. You must rearrange in your head 
that he is a messenger with a word from God for you. And that makes the person a prophet for you. It is because most of us we respect prophets far more than a pastor so see, some of you have got your personal prophets who minister to you personally and directly but on Sunday another day like you are with us as a, as a member but you have your personal prophet who ministers to you yeah. because, because we, we respect prophets more than a pastor who just uh, turn to Malachi, turn to John, uh, uh, open to, open to, open to, open to. But when a man comes and he's, 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 he has a towel, towel in his hand, and he's wearing a green shirt with a brown trousers and with some shiny shoes, and wow, a man of God is in town. And sometimes it even gets more bizarre. There are people who go to prophets and then they have their own ideas about how he should minister to them. And that was Naaman. When Naaman came to Elijah, he had his own ideas. Elijah, he had his own ideas about how Elijah should, should minister to him. And so, when he was told to go and bath, dip in the Jordan, he was angry because he had his own expectation. He said, I knew, I thought he would come out. He will stand. He will call the name of the Lord. He will strike his hand on the place. He didn't do, in fact, he didn't even come out to start the process. He was inside the house and he sent his servant, go and tell him to go and dip seven times. Naaman couldn't handle it. It was a servant who spoke to him and said, look, if he had said he should do this or that, he would have done it. Why are you angry that he said that you must go and dip seven times? 
na de osum ne ma ne ka cha ni ah o ka si yesi 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 ya enka wo beye na ye da na o ka cho se fa wo kotu insuo ni mu impenso a ubu afu o se wonye so neman obeyed eventually afedu ho ne neman ya sutie odi odi fo na samoso and he went to dip seven times in other words he obeyed the prophetic word of the prophet and he was clean what does this how does this affect you look when you are in church you are here to be blessed. When you come to church, you are here as part of the fulfillment of God's agenda for your life. At the end of the day, he wants to bless you. He wants to change something about you. But there are some people who don't have respect for the instructions of a prophet. And so Especially when he doesn't present himself as a prophet. So there are some of you I'm watching carefully. Some as I'm watching with my thoughts in my head. I can see your life going down. And I, and, I, and I know the reason why your life is going down. And there are some too, I see their lives going up. But I know how it will end. That it will not be well. Some too, I see how they are going up, and I know how it will end, that it will end very well with them. Now, how do I, how am I able to tell the differences? It's very easy to tell. Matthew 23. How you receive somebody God sent you. Oh, it has a direct effect on the outcome. You see, I told you that. Verse 28, 38 of Matthew 23. It was fulfilled about 20. It was AD 28. So we say nothing less than AD 27. Nothing less than 27, 28. Long years before these words were fulfilled. Look. Today, never forget it because it's one of the most prophetic services you will ever attend. I will not come to you to tell you something about yourself. We were here last week. Those who came saw it. I'm just informing you that 
you relate to Jesus he was speaking with pain as he was speaking Jerusalem was one of the richest cities Na Jesus Christ or kasa ewo yawumu abra na or kasa no ni Jerusalem e yekrobia na yekura omo edi yepa It was one of the most stable cities Na e yekrobia atintibu But he said your house will be desolate And so kasi wo fie ebeda pan Why Adenti Because I make I give an announcement I gave instructions. Me border Robi. Gather. But you would not. You would not. Therefore, because of your attitude towards my instructions, your, your house, your house will be desolate it will be desolate it will be desolate it will be desolate ladies and gentlemen be very careful how you treat an instruction from a prophet whether he calls himself a prophet or not be very careful. And finally, said here, a friend who so friend who or so for and now or do for nyashe ye. Because when you obey the instruction, and the chaswaya asutiye emana samana wakana. It is the beginning of a life of prominence. Aye, abrabo a aye ye die abrabo na wefiasi. A life of beauty. Abrabo fe 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 na wefiasi. In Mark chapter five verse twenty one. The Bible says 18, sorry, 18. 18. This man who had been possessed with demons. And had been healed. He was healed. You know, this man's problem, you know, we are made up of three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. This man was suffering from all the three areas. Spirit, soul, body. Spiritually, he was demon possessed. Six thousand demons were in him. Many demons were in him. His soul. The soul is made up of your feelings, your intellect, your emotions, the mind. He was mad. He was mad. Mad of Gadara. So his soul was sick. His spirit was sick. His physical body was also not normal. Bible says he had been cutting himself with stones. So all the three areas of his life were sick. 
na nindipe kuo miyansani nye narano eyare so if you saw the madman you will see physically you see scars on his arms his body like he was cutting himself it bleeding is, uh, and cutting himself but this man through obeying the instructions of a prophet was able to eliminate all the three areas where he had problems and rather was totally transformed look at Verse 20. He wanted to be with Jesus. So I'm, I'm, I've come to the second prophet. The first prophet is Elisha. Second prophet, that is the, the instructions of a prophet. Naaman obeyed it. Naaman, This man also originally wanted to be with Jesus. But Jesus said, "No." Go to your house and talk about me. Some of us who are in the church, we want to do what we want to do. Many of us here don't want to do what you are instructed to do. But the Bible says, obey them that have rule over you. This man, the Bible says, he, he put aside what he wanted to do and then went to obey Jesus. Watch it. What happened to him? He began to publish in Decapolis 10 cities. How great things Jesus had done for him. And what was the outcome? All men. All men. Did marvel. You see, this word marvel in English it may mean surprised men all men were surprised but the original word tanazo is not what this means this word does not mean all men were surprised or all men were shocked the original greek word means that all men admired him now what they call uh, Greek Everybody who saw the man began to admire him. A man who was mad before. A man who was disfigured. Was able to change his destiny and rather cause people to everybody who met him 
not did not did not sympathize they didn't even see the scars they didn't even see his past madness the bible says that everybody admired him because you see when you meet a prophet and you you obey the instructions of a prophet it will only lead you to a place of prosperity what is the prophetic word for us today God is asking me to tell you be interested in the stones of the house. Every church, you see, I'm, I'm leading you to your blessing. You see, the reason why I've said all that is that some of you here, I know you, I've been with you for years. I know that you essentially don't have respect for the words of a pastor. But you have respect for the prayer of a prophet. Minimal. But I'm, I'm saying to you that the fact that a person calls himself a pastor should not deceive you. You yourself should sit back <laughs> if you are intelligent and observe the person very carefully. You see, you see, the woman, the woman at the well, when she observed him carefully, he said, I perceive that you are a prophet. Ideally, a prophet should not advertise himself. But it's because of hard-heartedness and a prophet's desire to see his people prosper that he has to force them to acknowledge him as a prophet. But normally, you yourself, if you are intelligent, you will see that, no, what this man, when he says something, it comes to pass. If you, if you take your time and, and you observe very carefully, the things the person says, they come to pass. People will admire you. When the day you begin to respect a prophet's way is the day people will begin to admire you. So as long as you don't respect a prophet's word, you will be with your leprosy or you will be with your madness or you will be with the stigma of your previous madness. Second Chronicles 20.20 Believe in the Lord your God and you'll be established. Believe also in the prophets and you shall prosper. 
You shall prosper means you shall, you, shall, you shall come mightily. You shall go over. You shall shoot forth. You shall become bright. You shall be an object of admiration. Believe in God, yes. But also believe in the man God gives you as your prophet. Me, I am a pastor. My title, my, my name is Pastor Edwin. The bishop and so on, they are all administrative terms. The work I do in the church, that is what makes it bad. It's not a title. It's not uh, what my, my real gift in the, my office is Pastor Edwin. If you go a little further, in my title is Teacher Edwin, Pastor and Teacher. Beyond Pastor and Teacher, it's up to you to see what you want to say. Safaswano di ona muhei ya oye ohune so ne wose oye o sofwa ana o chwe chwe ni na bishop na dani sone di inyuma oye inti mi afre ni bishop no na se one kasano obet na ho na se besi ne ugusu hone se oye o chwe chwe ni ana o sofwa eye wawa samwa today I came to you with a word from the Lord clearly let's say I I I can't believe how clear it is for you. And that word is that. Be interested in the stones. That's why the title is Stones for Favor. And be interested. Be interested. It's, it's, it, I'm giving you a prophetic direction. Be interested. Get involved. Look. Whether you play the keyboard or you play drums, it's not enough. It's not enough, Ange, I'm telling you. Can you imagine I came, I wish I had a towel. Oh, okay. Shakatabaya. Shake it, Ebosha. Makutali Masota. Rimi Masandalaba. I see something. I see something. So far, so Bashasin Kopia, na Esa, Eda Egunekwaho, na or Botton Susa, no Akamusami Hubibi, Esanu Negunekwaho. I just saw you in the spirit. And in the spirit, you were building a house. Are you a mason? You're not a mason. But in the spirit, you are a mason. In the spirit, you are a mason. I hear in the spirit. The Lord is saying, give me oil. Give me oil. Give me oil. Shaban. I feel something. I just say something. Jesus. Jesus. Yes. The Lord has a word for you. You see, what I'm doing, uh, some of you may, may be, me, I know I'm joking. 
But it's not a joke. I, no, I'm, 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 I know I am joking. But it will shock you to know why I didn't go. I was standing in front of people. Why didn't I speak to the people sitting in front? But I climbed up the stage. I didn't go to the left, but I've come to you. It's up to you to decide. What is happening to you is up to you. You see, that is how Elisha became a prophet. He was farming in the, in, on his farm. And Elijah came around with a mantle. As he was passing, he just threw the mantle on him. There was not a word. Not even good morning. He just threw the mantle. But Elisha understood the prophetic implication of the mantle that was thrown on him. He took it and began to follow him. He followed him until he became the greatest prophet in the Bible with times two of the anointing on Elijah. Shakatabaya. Me, I think I'm playing. You know, me, I'm, I, I know I'm, I'm not. Uh, but the Lord is speaking to me. I hear him saying that in the spirit, you must be a mason for the Lord. In the spirit, you must bring blocks. You must bring sand. And as you bring blocks, and you bring sand, favor will find you. Mercy will find you. And I know I can hear you saying in the spirit, Pastor, I'm a banker. When did I become a mason? And how do I find blocks? And why is the building project? And I'm saying to you today that the church is a building project. Peter says in 1 Peter 2 5 that we, the members of the church, are living stones who are being used to build the house of God. If you will bring stones, if you will bring sand to build the house of the Lord, I see favor descending from above. Is it powerful? Yes. Then a pastor will also come and say, um, the Bible says that uh, the human beings in the church are all the living stones. So next week, Sunday, we are all bringing, your friend is saying, distant, distant, distant. What are we bringing? Uh, everybody will bring a soul. And when we bring the soul, we are going to have a church service. And we will all do the follow-up. And then the service has ended. Say amen. amen. Now, both of them have brought the word of God. But one spoke dramatically and prophetically with a, with a towel. But the other one was wearing a tie. Real prophets, they don't wear a tie. Real prophets, no. 
they, they, they come in glitterazi. And that is, that is why many of you in here, you are suffering. And you are likely to continue suffering for a very long time till we make a U-turn. And some of you here who appear to be doing well are headed for gloom and doom. I prophesy it today. Because when a person presents himself as a pastor to you, it's like it doesn't look impressive to you. You've got people who are ministering to you by the side. But for Jesus, it took 27 years. Your desolation may take seven years. Now also so no would fear better pine or in fear me and I was, I was going to give an example, but the Lord says it's not because maybe the person is in the service. The person shouldn't hear what I'm saying. But I'm just telling you, listen to me very carefully. Listen very carefully. Listen very carefully. The Bible says, you know, God appoints prophets. But the Bible says, First Peter 2, the same, said, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Whereby you will do well. Emotion. You see, when, when, when somebody stands in front of you and is reading scriptures, eh, he's more powerful than a prophet who is telling you your car number plates. Yes. Second Peter 1. Listen, watch it. This is the Bible. It's like we also, we have also a more sure way a sister asked me yesterday, so if we hadn't had fresh wings and the plethora of prophetic, accurate prophetic words that were flying left and right this week, if we had not had fresh wings, what would we have done? I said, if we had not had fresh wings, we would have lived our Christian lives because there is something higher than the ministry of a prophet and that is called the sure word. It's the word of God. It says that if you do well to take heed, you will be like a light shining in that. I, I don't remember the last time a prophet spoke to me, but I am shining. <laughs> I am not demeaning the ministry of a prophet. I am a prophet. I am a senior prophet. I must be a fool to demean the ministry of a prophet. But I'm telling you. That when somebody stands in front of you and opens the Bible and speaks from the Bible under an anointing, 
he is operating at a far higher level than a prophet would speak. Believe me. This man came to pray to Jesus. He said, my servant is dying. He didn't mind him. It, it, was, the, it was the Jewish elders who came to tell him that, look, the man speaking to you where his prayers need to be answered. And they gave the reason. And the reason was that this man, he has built as a synagogue. Immediately, Jesus got up. It was the man who had to restrain him from entering the house. My dear friend, listen, I have come with a word. I'm saying that. I'm saying that. A habit you must have. It's a habit of becoming interested in the lively stones. Be interested. He said, ye also. This man is a stone. This is a stone. If this were a house, this house is an uncompleted house. Look at the back. It's a house without a roof. Time will fail me to even talk about Haggai the prophet. Who gave reasons why they were in poverty, disease? He said, You, you, you earn money, but you, we, we, we can't really tell what you are doing with the money. <laughs> you work hard, but nothing seems to show. And he said, The reason is that the house of God. The back of the house is desolate. Then he began to speak prophetically. He said, Go to the mountain and bring wood. Today, I want to say to you, you're looking for favor. You want favor? Favor means that something you don't deserve. You don't deserve to marry, but a man will propose to you. You want favor? Favor means that there is a job you don't qualify to have. But they will choose you. Favor means that you should fail your exams but you pass listen very carefully the world I don't know which world you are living in but the world we are in that I can see we are in we don't use exam results we don't use masters the world we are in we use favor this way, I, I don't know which way you are coming from but the world I'm in we don't use a beautiful face or a handsome man with a nice dress listen look this world uh, it is somebody saying that I want to work with you somebody choosing five girls but I will choose you that's why you can see that there are beautiful girls who don't have husbands 
Because the real world, we don't use makeup to get a husband. We don't use hair. It's just favor, favor coming upon you. Favor. I've done this many times in this church as a prophet. I feel the presence of God. Someone here should show a hundred Ghana cities. You are, you are receiving divine exemption. Thousand Ghana cities, come. I said a thousand Ghana city, bro. I've done it. I've done it. Today, I'm not asking for money. I'm under the anointing. I said, today, bring a soul. Bring a block for favor. Look, there is something called mercy and favor. David said, For you will show mercy unto Zion. David Zion and Humobra. Psalm 102, verse 13. You will arise and have mercy. And he said, The time to favor her. The time. Look, it's called the Kairos moment. It's not 1230 or 17 November or 20 December. Most of the timings in the Bible or the timings in the kingdom are timings that are prophesied by prophets. And today, God has sent me. To announce that the time of favor has come. And it's come for who? Who are those who receive mercy? Who are those who receive favor? Many of you here, if I came with oil, I say, take a shot of the oil. I come with oil and a spoon. So open your mouth to drink a little. And so Kataba Sataka favor one, two, three. Receive favor. And all these are real prophetic activities. One prophet took a bow and an arrow in the Bible. He told the king, shoot. And he shot one, two. Three. When he stops, I, no, you should have continued. Not knowing the shooting of the arrow was a prophetic word that was determining the victory he was going to have in a battle ahead of him. Look, if I come and I say, Look, one, two, three, your life is extended by three years. It's a true prophetic declaration. It's true. Today, I'm talking about not money for favor. Not oil for favor, but stones for favor. How we are in a hurry to obey prophetic instructions which are not even in the Bible. 
Said ya ho pray I see ye bed di a di sama ya kato ya bra bosukra and nitro kunkrum. If I come and say oil for favor. Mebana me kase and wasra a be give me the oil. Messe mame and wasrano. I sense oil for favor. Messe and wasra a be a Who wants that oil for favor? Why the person will say But if I come and I say stones for favor. That's what I said. Mebana me bekase and mwa a be a Oil for favor and stones for favor. Which one is biblical? Stones. Look at it. Look at it. For thy servant. Go back to verse 13 in case they think that we are doing sakawa. Verse 13. Look at it. Look at it. Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion. For the time to favor her has come. Even the set time has come. Why? Next verse. For the servants take pleasure in Zion's stones. What are the stones? The human beings. First Peter 2 says that we are stones. So when you see somebody who on a Sunday is busing people to church, the person is carrying stones. He has pleasure in the stones of the church. And he doesn't need no prophetic word. The word of God itself will align in his life. That as is bringing the souls, bursting the souls. You are coming to church with two members and you are excited that you, 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 you have brought a soul to church. What are you doing? are helping to build the spiritual house of God and what follows is mercy and favor so you are declaring your own set time ladies and gentlemen don't be worried that I'm not holding a towel. Don't be worried there's no oil in my hand. I'm saying next week Sunday is Happy Salvation Sunday. Happy Salvation Sunday. Yes. Happy Salvation Sunday. What are we doing? We are going to take pleasure in stones. Everybody is carrying stones to church. We are coming to build the uncompleted house of God. And the next time you kneel down to pray, the angels will say to God, This man deserves a miracle because he has built the synagogue. Look, it's important that, that I know you. It's very, it's very important that I know you. But it's more important that God knows you. There's a way God will know you. You know, in America now, 
it has become a craze. People want to become popular by shooting people. One madman, two of them recently, that their reason was that they wanted to be known. One was a full-blown madman. He entered a church and began to ransack the church. But can you imagine when you enter a church, 20 people are dead. Suddenly, your picture is on CNN. So if you want your picture to be on CNN, you can kill 20 people. You'll be on CNN by, by 4 o'clock. Popularity. Popularity. But there is a way you can become popular in heaven. Not by killing 20 people. But by winning one soul. The Bible says there is rejoicing in heaven. Can you imagine the angels in heaven are shouting? And God asks, why are you shouting? He says, somebody has repented. I said, who? Who caused the repentance? Nana Brago Von Kujo, a girl be in Adenta, has converted a soul. Wow! The following week, there's excitement in heaven. They ask again. Who again? That, that girl again. The next week, excitement in heaven. And it just how I Who is this? Yes, Nana Brago von Kujo again. Yes, Nana Brago von Kujo Nibiem. The fourth week. They will ask. Is that girl again? Is it that girl again? The angel will say, You know it. You know it. Can you imagine if this girl goes to pray? She stands and says, Father. I've come. Look, the things you've done for God, eh, they speak more than your prayers. They said, this man has built a church. Don't you, be, you shouldn't have even allowed him to pray to you. Just go and heal the man. The next time you go to pray, may your bargaining check be a soul you have went on. Next week, we are bringing stones. But may it not end next week for you. On your own. That's why I said, it's important that I know you. But I'm not very important. On your own, you can have your personal, on your birthday, it's your happy salvation Sunday for your own self. You bring your soul, you even, even he, he, your soul doesn't even have to come forward because you have already witnessed to him, he's already born again. You visit him, you pray for him, and you bring him up in the Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, the Christian life was not meant to be a Sunday morning church attendance experience. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
Bring a soul. Take pleasure. Take pleasure. Be excited. Many of you, where you are in life, only God can pull you out. And when somebody is happy with you, he will do anything for you. The the word of prophecy I brought today. The fact that I'm not holding a towel. I'm not wearing shiny shoes. Don't joke with it. Don't joke with it. Otherwise, your leprosy will remain on you. What is mercy? Mercy means that a punishment you deserve is taken of you. I can, I can pour oil on you and say mercy receive I see God has given you mercy I can also say next week bring your soul bring your soul next week for mercy ask yourself the two things oil for mercy and stone for mercy which one is in the bible which one is in the bible stone. but say you are even a teacher bible school teacher which one is in the bible oil for mercy and a stone for mercy. Which one is in the Bible? Stone for mercy. Yeah. But yeah. Why, why are you interested in oil and anointing and uh, take, a, take a sip of oil? Next week Sunday is Mercy Sunday. Next week Sunday. Next week Sunday is Favor Sunday. May your sad time of favor come. Amen. Because of a soul you are bringing. Amen. May an evil you should have experienced never come to you. Some of you, you are not supposed to marry you. I'm telling you, you will come close to a man. You will, he will never marry you four times and you will give up and die at 86, never having married. But by reason of a stone or a soul, that mercy of God can neutralize a curse upon your life. Receive mercy. Some of you, you don't know the pain Somebody is having in his life because of you. You don't have any idea. When the person sees you, some bitter water comes through his whatever to the mouth because of you. And he will stand in front of his mirror and speak. But the words he is spoken. Eh? May not take place tomorrow, Monday. It may take 20 years. If luckily you are dead by 20 years' time, it will happen to your son. 
visiting the iniquities of the father unto the children and their children's children but when you bring when you are a stone mason a stone quarry worker when you bring stones the bible says what um, it's not my prophecy it's the bible it says go back to verse 13 mercy Mercy. Psalm 120 verse 13. Mercy. Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. What is the time to favor her? The time to be interested in a prophetic word. That bring a stone. Imagine me saying next week, everybody bring a bottle of oil for mercy. Won't you bring oil? Yeah. But when I say bring a stone, oh, we're talking about something proper, this type of, what type of nonsense? But what you don't know is that in the kingdom, it's not impressive things. Right. Elijah didn't impress Naaman. He, impre- he was in the house. He would have, could have come. Yes, you came from what you are a general from Syria. What's your name? Wow, Naaman. Wow. I sense the power of God. Follow me now, Naaman. This is the river. Enter it now. He was in his room. That's why I said. The problem is not the pastor or prophet or evangelist. Though. The problem is you whose leprosy must be removed, whose curse must be neutralized, whose problem. Believe God from today to respect the word of a man who stands on the pulpit and gives an announcement that we are coming to church on Tuesday. Obey it! Yeah, asutie. Otherwise, your house, one day, he said, you will never see me again. That is, you won't experience my power until you will learn to say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But most of you, pastors are not people who come in the name of the Lord. It's prophets. Men with green suits. I will start wearing green suits. We are going to town. Yes. Yes. We are going to buy green, wine, red. Anything I must wear for your stupidity to go away from you. I wait. I wait. I'm normally not a person who wears colors. But because of you. Because he said in the beginning it was not so. But because of your unbelief, sometimes because of your hardness of heart and your unbelief, a prophet has to arrange himself in a way just to have mercy. So expect me in red suits. Oh, yeah. Expect me. I'll come in green. To Normally, I should wear shorts and chalewate. And you, I expect you by now to say that that man standing there is not an ordinary man. But you, and some of you, even Satan has been able to pollute your minds already. It's like, you are, you, you, as you are sitting here, you are not even here. It's like, you are looking at me, but you are seeing another man apart from the pastor looking at you. 
Poison has entered your heart. I know you. I can't tell you the dreams I have in my room. It's only children who will come to you and say, mm, this place is smelling. Mm, there's toilets here. No, but adults, he will sit here, smile, but he's inhaling something. No, I, I can't come to church and say, tell you the dream I've had about how. I read dreams I've had about somebody that I have written down. I read it to somebody. The person almost fell down. He said, what? You knew these things? He said, you don't have any idea what you are dealing with. You have any so idea. Since so I know you more than you know I know you. But we will smooch ourselves in the church. Next week is Happy Salvation Sunday. Now could have come and said, Shut, I feel something. There's oil. Wow. Next week is Mercy Sunday. Wow. No, I won't I won't dance. <laughs> if you don't bring a soul, sit there and be desolate. As, as many as will receive this as a prophetic word for your life, for your ministry, for your marriage, for your family, those are those who receive. They are those who become the sons of God. Stand Lift your two hands. And pray for yourself. For mercy. Pray for mercy. Pray for mercy. Say, Lord, help me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Open my eyes to see your servants. Open my eyes. Say, Lord, Lord, I want to join the testimonies in the church. I want to join those who have shared testimonies. Lord, give me obedience. The spirit of obedience. Thank you. And Lord, we thank you that we will not be among those Jesus described as he would not. Help us to be humble, obedient, to do your will, to serve you, to walk in your ways. We thank you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Every head bowed. And every eye closed. If you are here today and you are not born again, you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. 
As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you right now. You want to be born again. Lift your hand very high. I can't see your hand. Lift it high. Lift your hand high. Father, we thank you for today. If your hand is up, come to me in front here. Come. Come. Lift your two hands. Lead them in tree. The whole church, the whole church, the whole church, join one go. Kase Satan dadani tiemene onyakopon asamaba mehuse sameka onyamifia meye onipatitru eti satan fitinekro me no wonantibiem me sumubiem yaton kwanta yapai me fa yesu asamekra ajenkwa yesu tromidi ewo wonkwa ngumemu na dankwa ngumabino miwu amaba wonche Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.